Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Flip This with Steve Londo, the real estate investing podcast that focuses on finding and negotiating with motivated sellers and flipping houses without using banks or private lenders. You must be prepared to ignite.
Hello, friends. It's been a minute. Again. That shit changes. Starting right now, this is Flip This Podcast. This is the real estate investing podcast that teaches you how to find and negotiate with motivated sellers to flip houses without using banks or private lenders. As always, I'm your host, Steve Londo, joined by my new producer, Mr. Jeremy Burgess. Welcome, everybody. How you doing? I am a full-time wholesaler flipping houses throughout Metro Detroit and Detroit proper. Wholesaling is where you go out, find someone that wants or needs to sell their house, negotiate a price, and sign a contract for, say, 30000 And then you go market that house and find a buyer for 40000 You assign your contract to the buyer and make the profit in between. Boom, you're a wholesaler. Just like that. So thanks for joining me. We got a little bit of a new format here. And as I said, Jeremy is going to be producing these so that you get these every single week instead of every single eh, eh, whenever I get to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I miss I miss having your podcast. I'm glad to be a part of it, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks for your help yeah. as always. So with this newfound format comes uh, a new structure, some new setup and some new, I guess, sections or features. And as I am a wholesaler, and what I do is flip houses. What better way to start out the podcast than with some deals, right? My favorite thing in the world, selling things. <laughs> selling things. Sell all the things. So to start out, <clears throat> I got a, a nice little three-unit uh, multifamily house in Lincoln Park. It's brick. It's big. It does need some work. But uh, there's three units. The upper are each one-bedroom, one-bath. Uh, there's two units up there. The lower is two bedrooms, one bath. There's a full basement. There's also a unit in the basement that's not legal and cannot be used as a separate unit, but there is a fully functioning kitchen, bathroom, living area down there that you cannot legally use as a bedroom. I'm asking for 46000 for this property. Uh, it is a phenomenal value. This This type of deal doesn't come along all the time and my phone's vibrating sorry I know. i'm sitting on it and so it's three three uh excuse me three units two bedrooms on the lower unit one bedroom each in the two uppers they should run for about 500 each upstairs and i would say 600 downstairs so you're looking at some good good income uh, the upper level has older windows you could probably stand to replace them all. Um, new furnace. Um, it, it's really, really old furnace. It's one of those big old giant things. Water heater's good. Needs a. It's good, like a fifty gallon. The utilities are all separate. Uh, the only one that's that's not separate is the water. Actually, I take that back. The only one that is separate is the electric. Gas and water is owner paid. Anyway, I'm looking for forty six thousand um, for that property. You can hit me up. Three one three. What's the address? Oh, sorry. Thank yeah. you, Jeremy. Yeah. Thirteen sixteen Lafayette in Lincoln Park. Again, it's a nice brick three bedroom, or excuse me, three unit. One three one six Lafayette in Lincoln Park, Michigan. Uh, the we next call that a landlord's dream. Right? That is a, definitely yeah. a landlord's dream. You like dream. cash flow. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing you. this any justice. This is the first time yeah. we're doing this deal section, and I didn't come prepared with all my notes. We'll get better. So I'm looking at my CRM to to give you the info. But yeah, it's definitely a landlord's dream. If I had the cash to purchase this right now, this would be a sweet moneymaker. I've got a four-unit 
uh, up in Cairo that I'm actually selling right now. Um, but this three unit reminds me of that a little bit. It's, it's an older house that was kind of converted, I think. And man, you can, you can bring in 1600 a month easy in cash flow on that deal. So the next one, again, hit me up 313cashdeals.com. If you're not on the list, these, um, these deals are going to be, these are all time sensitive things, right? So we may or may not be recording these weekly. We may record a couple in advance. So if you are not already on my list, you better be if you want to uh, to get some of these deals because there's a very good chance that a lot of these will be gone by the time they even air. Um, so 313cashdeals.com, you can hit me up at steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com. The next one is 3737 Gladstone. This is in Detroit, 48206. This one, I just dropped the price. I'll take 19000 on this. It is rented. It's tenant occupied, turnkey, 700 a month, three bedroom, two bath. Um, it's been leased since June of this year, and the lease is valid through June of 2017. I've got a copy of the lease and a rent history payments uh, that you can get when I get an accepted offer. Um, again, I'm asking 19,000. This is rented for 700 a month. And this, again, this is cash, cash, cash flow city. We're looking at probably 20 to 22% ROI on a deal like that. Phenomenal returns that you can get in the city like that. Um, the next one is, oh, this is a good one. 18286 Prairie. In fact, I probably shouldn't even waste my time and my breath explaining this deal because there's no way this is still going to be there when this thing airs on tuesday do it anyway but i'll do it anyway (laughs) one eight two eight six prairie in detroit and the zip code is four eight two two one this is a nice brick house it's two story four bedrooms two baths full basement 1700 square feet a little over 1700 square feet it's built in 1935 um so, uh, sorry, the taxes are sixteen hundred, uh, sixteen hundred a year. So they're really good. The the big thing on this house, you know, it needs probably a full rehab if you're going to flip this. Um, which hey, this podcast is flip this, so you should flip this house. This would be an excellent. But this flip. isn't even going to be available, yeah. so I don't know why. But anyway, if you did the full on rehab, it's probably twenty to twenty five grand. I'd say if you're going to do a really spectacular rehab, probably half that if you're going to keep it and rent it. But the comps on this are seventy to eighty thousand, seventy to eighty grand. So this, I guess I'll take thirty. This isn't gonna last. Yeah, I've already put it out to my list at thirty. Um, so thirty thousand, you can you can take this house. It's not gonna be there. It's not gonna be there. This thing's gonna be gone. I've already got two showings on it this week. So before this big even airs, this house colonial. will be gone. Beautiful. Beautiful big brick colonial. I love those kind of houses too. Those That's are a good flip and a good landlord special. You, you could work probably both. I don't know, what would you get for rent on that? At least a thousand I Oh yeah, think. you get it you get nine fifty to probably eleven hundred, depending yeah. on how nice you rehabbed it. If you went with your normal landlord rehab, it'd probably be like nine fifty. <laughs> You know, maybe a thousand. Mm-hmm. If you really decked it out, it could be eleven hundred, eleven fifty. Yep. Yeah. And so I'll let that go for thirty grand. Again, three one three cashdeals dot com. Steve at Steve buys houses fast dot com. I'm gonna mix it up a little bit now and go out to Pontiac. This is a cool house. This is one of my new acquisition uh, acquisitions reps first deals. In fact, I think this is he is the first deal. Um, six, nine, nine, Clara, C L A R A in Pontiac. This is a nice big brick, 
uh, two-story colonial-style house, um, four bedrooms, two uh, two and a half baths, two car garage. Um, it really needs a roof, probably a complete tear off, full roof. It's it's pretty bad. Um, so I would say full tear off, re- replace the wood and everything. Outside of that, it's really just minor cosmetics. Um, I put this out to the list at 35. I am actively marketing it. I think I'll even put it on the on the MLS, uh, maybe even before this podcast airs at 35. But if you get a hold of me and and tell me that you heard about this deal on this podcast, I'll let it go for 30, 30 cash. Buyer's going to pay all the closing costs. All of my deals expect to pay all the closing costs. Buyers are going to, it's going to be a, an assignment contract and you are going to be paying all the closing costs. So just always factor that in. And they should bring <clears throat> cash money, right? Cash. I don't do uh, hard money's okay hard if money's it's okay. a private money's okay. suburb deal. Private money's okay, especially if I know the lender and we've got some stories about that later. Um, so six nine nine Clara in Pontiac. Uh, the zip code. Let me see here. Is I don't have it in front of me. Too hard to find. Sorry. Um, I think it's forty three four two though. Anyway, thirty grand if you get a hold of me and mention that you heard about it at RDI or at on my podcast here. Flip this. And then last but not least. The last deal to mention here today is in Madison Heights. Now, this is really, truly a, a perfect landlord special. This is a little two-bedroom on a slab with no garage. It's not a main road, but it's on a little more of a main road, a little busier thoroughfare on, on East Lincoln. It's 244 East Lincoln in Madison Heights. Uh, it needs pretty much everything cosmetically. The bathroom's probably good. Everything mechanically is good except for the electrical needs a new panel. It needs to be updated. Um, good house, solid bones. You can pick this up for super, super cheap, 32000 and you will be able to rent this for probably eight fifty to 900 a month. Yeah, why do two bedrooms get a lot of hate? Because the return on investment as a landlord, are it's just great. Yeah. It's the, amazing. It's so good. You can pick them up so much cheaper than three bedrooms a lot of times. You're not competing with with – uh, retail buyers most of the time too. A lot of things, uh, people think it's the, I guess the, the negative would be the resale, you know, cause when you want to resell it to, um, to a homeowner starter homes, you know, typically are two bedroom homes. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. And this is the whole, this is a triple whammy, right? It's two bedroom. It's on a crawl and there's no garage. That's true. But that just sounds like money, right? That's that sounds like, like money so to cheap. Me. Yeah. That, I mean, where else can you buy a nice little two bedroom house for thirty grand that you'll rent for eight fifty? You don't, you maybe could put six or eight grand into this house to and you're up not to twelve. Not and you're Detroit. not in Detroit. Yeah, you're in the, a nice suburb, right next to Royal Oak. Literally, you're like three blocks away from Royal Oak. You're always going to have that family moving up too, moving yep. in that house. That's how that's how they escape, right? They move up into this shit shack, the shotgun shit shack in a good town. Yep. And then the landlord gets a great return on investment and you get to buy a house at Detroit prices without having to deal with Detroit tenants, you know? Yep. Exactly. Seems like a no brainer. Yep. So if you're interested in that folks, go to three, one, three cash deals.com and don't ever miss these deals. There's nothing wrong with us selling on the podcast, but it may or may not be available by the time you listen to this. Yeah. The absolute best way to, to, to get any of these deals is to be on that list and watch those emails. I also have uh, a text list that is starting. I, anyone that's on my email list can be on my text list, but if you don't close deals and you don't make offers and we don't communicate through that, you'll get removed because I only have limited space on that list. The email list is anybody that signs up. The text list, 
you get added to it and you get deleted from it. Um, if you like texts, um, certainly text me so that you can, I can specifically sign you up for it. Uh, 734-272-7004. Um, what I will send you is a very brief synopsis of the deal. Three bedroom, one bath, thousand square feet, brick ranch, basement, garage, a photo sometimes, and then a link to my pics. Um, always, always drop you with about a hundred photos. You know, you're overkill on the pics, but I'd rather you see everything than not enough. Yeah. We don't ever want to hear we, you. I can't make the decision. There should be enough pictures that you can make a buying decision. And then all you're doing walking through the property is verifying what you've already seen. That's how it should yep. be. And in fact, I don't put this disclosure in my emails like, um, Mike square does. And I probably start, we'll start, but I will absolutely take, uh, offers sent prior to inspection are going to take precedence. If I have an offer and then someone that wants to see the house, if you actually give me an offer, you're telling me a price, you're, you know, subject to this inspection. If there's anything materially different than what the photos or the video walkthrough shows, okay, then we can, then you'll, you'll be reimbursed your EMD and you can back out of the deal. If it's the same as what you expect to see based on those photos, which again, we represent the homes, the homes very, very well. I'm going to take precedence. I want, I want speed. So speed, speed kills money talks. I want to be in and out of these deals quickly. I'd rather leave more money on the table for you by moving these homes quickly than trying to maximize every dollar out of them and, and listing these on the MLS. I don't want to list houses. I'm doing that as a final last thing to resort. last resort yeah. to get them sold. Can I rant? So you can rant. If you want to move up on a wholesaler's list, everybody's like, how do I be the guy that get gets that call? First of all, know your shit, know what you're doing. For, second of all, look through the pictures and then the third's real easy. Be consistent. If you do what you say you're going to do, you're going to move up to the top and then you'll buy something. Um, we accurately represent the information to the best of our ability. Um, that's how you move up to the top of the list. So if you want to get that call and then once you buy something and we know you're always the first person to get the call, right? And then you get removed from the list by not doing those things. So don't expect a phone call unless you're willing to do that consistently. 100%. Otherwise, 100%. check your text, check your email, 313cashdeals.com. That's right. So moving on, away from the deals, and I promise in the future episodes, these deals will be a little more laid out. I'll have more information. It'll be uh, it'll be good. I think you're going to like that that section for sure. So the next the next part is what's working and what's not. I really, really like talking about what's working in my business. One of my favorite back when, um, when you had to get CDs for, you know, your, like now we listen to podcasts like this to get our education, right? Before you had to get CDs, you had to like sign up for a, a boot camp or something and get all these CDs. One of the ones that I used to love was from, uh, a guy who no longer even coaches anymore, but it was what's working best now. And there was like, a hundred different versions of it. You know, every, they'd have a panel of six or seven of their most successful students and they would talk about what's working best right now in their business. And generally they had a meeting every quarter, maybe two a year at the worst. So it was good because there was always something new and fresh and something that, um, was always also was always a recurring theme, right? There's always someone that just always said the same thing that someone always has said. This is like a recurring thing every month. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk to you about um, 
Well, actually, no. This this one, the best thing that's working for me right now this week, um, I hired uh, Mariah to be a lead manager in a like an acquisitions phone rep. So before in my business, what I was doing, and I've I've gone through this several different iterations of this. I've I've never fully been happy with the way it's worked. I feel like there's always been a way to do it a little bit better or something better. I'm always striving for that in my business anyways. So what's working the best right now is I hired Mariah and what she is doing is she's returning every single phone call and immediately as soon as possible. And she's booking appointments for me um, or for my team. So she's booking the appointments and it saves me a huge amount of time calling sellers, leaving voicemails, going back and forth with messages all the time and things like that. So it saved me a, a ton of time. I can't even calculate the amount of time it saved me. So that is huge, huge. And I, the, one of the reasons I did that was a talking to Mike squared from return on investments, local, I guess you call them competitors. I don't know. Mike Simmons and Mike Cowper. We jokingly call them Mike squared. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are crushing it in our market. And I, I don't, I don't know what other word co they're not like, we don't work together, but we're not competing with each other necessarily. And we cooperate, right? Cooperate. Yeah. Like friends. Yeah. We're all competitive friends. friends. We competitive all friends. Well, sure. We all want to yeah. win. Um, but I'm also, I love working with those guys. But anyway, one of the great things about being involved with, with networking and groups is that you, you get to talk to people like those guys and like Jeremy and me and anybody else that's in, that's doing well in this business. And you get to communicate with each other about what's working or, just bounce ideas off of each other. And well, how are you handling this specific thing? And one of those things was how they were handling their phone calls. I'm try. I was trying to train new real estate investors and training them to talk on the phone and go out to the, it was like too much. I think it's at once. Lot. It's a lot to learn. And I don't think that you can really successfully do that on the phone. My, I, the six, the most success, what, what, the other thing I did is I went and looked back at what, what I was doing when I was, the most successful. I've been doing this three years consistently wholesaling, doing this exact business model using all the same tools and stuff essentially. So I just looked back and reflected on what, where was I the, the most happy, the most um, stress-free, I guess you'd say it was just easier. And when was the most successful? And what I found was the best blend of all those things was when Stephanie was fielding the phone calls, booking appointments and I was going out on the appointments, locking up the contracts, and then selling the houses. So I adapted a little bit and went to that model. <clears throat> so what Mike and Mike are doing is they have someone taking the phone calls and booking their sales guys to go on the appointments. So I kind of shifted from sales guys calling and booking appointments for a property inspector, a completely third party who's solely going to take photos and a rehab estimate. And now Mariah is booking appointments for me and my sales guys. We are going out to the house, doing the inspections, taking the photos, doing a video walkthrough. And in my case, locking the house up on the spot whenever I can. Um, with the sales guys, they're still deferring to me on numbers and information. So I'm, they're getting there. They're though, getting right? there. They're yeah. certainly getting there. Well, they're it's actually locking up train, houses, right? It's a little hard to it's train. It's definitely hard to train. Yeah. It's something that comes with experience. It's not something you can really teach something you need to live through, you know? Um, 
So that's definitely what's working the best right now. There's pros and cons to this, of course. Some of the pros are obvious. Frees up a lot of my time. I don't have to leave a bunch of voicemails and get a bunch of phone calls from people that I don't know at the most inopportune times. And those sellers, when they do return your calls, you really need to take those calls. You do, yeah. So if I'm in the middle of a walkthrough at a property, but I know it's a seller calling, or assume it is, if it's an unknown 313 phone number or area code, local area code, I probably should take that phone number or take that phone call. <clears throat> um, it's really difficult to do that. I'm at a house right now doing an inspection. And there's a seller here usually, but this is a seller on the phone calling back from a message I left. So that was definitely um, a pro to get that off my plate. Well, so, also, if I interrupt here, mm-hmm. what is the highest and best use of your time? Talking to sellers directly, man, when I'm making getting offers. them to sign that shit, right? Yep. I mean, making offers. Still, one of the best people I've seen close in real life that that I've seen anyway. So, yeah, um, that seems like that's where you should be spending as much of your time as possible until you can get the other dudes trained up, to at least to where they're dangerous, you know, for sure. And actually, there's an acronym for the best use of my time. It's called MORE: marketing, offers, raising money, and exit strategies. There you go. So. There's some cons to this to this whole thing with Mariah too, and it's just with anybody. It's not specifically for Mariah. She doesn't know Detroit very well. Specifically, she doesn't know all the suburbs very well. She doesn't know the city. She doesn't know zip codes or areas or blocks very well at all. That will come with time, um, but it's something that, unfortunately for me and or some of my sales guys, they're getting booked for appointments that maybe we wouldn't book if it was us doing it. So what I'm having them do is call to verify the appointment, build some more rapport. And if it's something we shouldn't go to canceling it, the only times to cancel though, are if it's tax sale and we're working on a solution for that. Now I think I found one. And then if it's just really, really, really bad, I think I'd rather go and look at the house and make an offer that we will be happy to pay. Even if that offers a thousand dollars or, Hey, why don't you sign me that deed over? And by the way, send a check for 500 bucks, pay me to buy your house. Um, I've actually offered that before. So that's, that's one of the cons. She doesn't know the areas very well yet. And she just hasn't, um, she hasn't been doing it long enough. So this does take time. Pre-screening. It's just going to take time building rapport, but I will say my conversion rate has soared since she started doing it. My, um, productivity has soared in the same fashion because of that. Um, we booked, I mean, at least the track that we tracked last month, it looks like we booked 14 appointments, which is up from the previous two months, but down from the average. It's actually just, just a little off the average, but we got 10 new contracts. So we converted 10 of those 14. That's a huge, and it's a aberration. Uh, and I know it, I don't expect that to repeat. Ever, you should have more failure, right? Yeah, (laughs) but usually it's about a five percent conversion rate. So, um, generally, on those contracts to leads, that is the inspection conversion rate is generally around fifty percent for me, and about thirty percent for. The other sales guys. Yeah, I'm about one third. Yeah, about thirty three percent. If I go, if I set three good, if I set three good appointments, I'll I'll close one of them. Yeah, and then I'll catch another. I'll catch ten uh, percent of those on follow up Friday. So yeah. the ones I didn't get. 
Cool. Yeah, no, and I love that follow-up Friday, too. That's a good thing to do. Um, so that's what is working for me and my business right now. What's not working, and there's not a whole lot that's not working because pretty much if you do it and you consistently work it, it's going to work. And this is one of those cases that will work, and I'm not giving in, but it's AdWords. Google AdWords I'm not very happy with. Um, I'm getting leads. But I've only got one deal, and I like money. Yeah. I like to keep money. I like to make it and I like to keep it, as you heard from the intro song. So I don't like spending $3,000 to get a deal when most of the time I can spend 500 to get a deal. What I do like is the average spread was a little better. So I've only had one closed deal for 15000 but it cost me over 3000 to get that deal, almost 3000 to get that deal. Whereas my normal numbers are 6000 average and about 500 bucks to get that deal. Um, more well, both, I would f- say, but improve it, right? Yeah, but again, I'm not quitting. I'm going to improve it. I definitely have someone that's managing my lead, my uh, the account for me, so he's constantly, weekly making adjustments to my to my AdWords, and um, I've dropped this last week. I noticed from second position to third, so I made sure to note that. And we're going to make sure we try and improve that. I'm not spending enough to be in the first position. I was always averaging about second. Um, we Seems know like who's... a good thing though, right? Yeah. I don't want to spend as much yeah, as those let guys. Somebody else spend that hero money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know who it is too. I just mentioned him four times yeah, already. You spend that hero money. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's working. Lead generation's working. And I think a little bit also was partially on the front end. We weren't getting back to him fast enough. And now that Mariah's doing it, she's literally, making the uh, phone calls multiple times a day. Everybody's getting hit multiple times uh, within the first few days. So they're getting called three to four times within the first three days of calling us. You know what that that's called in the realtor world? Uh, no speed to lead. Ah, speed to lead, speed to lead. And what we do is within five minutes Mm -hmm. call, they don't answer text. They don't respond email. And then do that three times in the same day and just smother them. So, yeah, yeah speed the lead, folks. Don't be waiting to the weekend to call somebody back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And sorry, both of my phone is blowing up. I had closings and I got rehab shit going on today. So I'm, I'm a little bit distracted on some of those. I usually shut it off, but it's too important to ignore for even 20 minutes here today. All right. So that is what's working and what's not. I like that feature. I think that you guys will really enjoy and like that feature as well moving forward. Um, as always, questions, shoot us and uh, shoot me an email, Steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com. And you can also, um, email me with questions about what's working for me and what's not. And maybe to get more specific or any feedback on this, this feature section. The next section is, um, is I'm going to tell you a story. I love story time with Jeff. It's another new podcast on the network here. Yeah, yeah it's great. And um, oh, I've got some good stories. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you something that happened just in this last week because I see it and talk to a lot of people, a lot of buyers and a lot of sellers. I go to a lot of networking events and a lot of shit happens. I do this full time. So it's 60 hours a week, you know, every week. So there's got to be something every week. This and it could sometimes it's going to be a funny story. Um, sometimes it could make it's a where I'm angry and ranting. Sometimes it's a it's a win. Um, today it's a win. Today I closed a, a wholesale deal, one of the first wholesale deals I've done in, in a while. Boom, and it was 
the confidence to do that deal came from this podcast. We did the podcast with the wholesalers, yeah. with Mike Cowper, Mike Simmons, Ron Walraven, me and Jeremy. Episode 55, for those who want to go back and listen, awesome yep. episode. Tons Tommy of Desmond. sharing. Everybody really like gave a lot, man. It was awesome. It was great. I love that. And it's one of the reasons I love this area and this group because we share stuff all freely with each other. I know in the beginning that I helped those guys a lot, Mike Simmons a lot. Dude, you helped me a lot, man. And Jeremy a lot. And he helped he's, me dig out a fucking pit, dude. Yeah. I was I was practically buried up to my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And uh and they in turn have helped us a lot. I've I'm I'm just stealing ideas back from them. I've changed things. They're doing things I used to do. Um, like for example, sending out emails, email lists. They're they're grouping in their emails together now because they got they were sending so many emails out. I did the same thing. I was sending so many deals out. I had to start grouping them together to minimize the number of emails I was blasting out to people. Like, Steve, I really don't need 15 emails from you every day. I fucking hate email, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing the same thing again. Um, and anyway, this is one of those things that it really, after that podcast, it gave me the confidence to just say, fuck it and try this. Um, it's a deal I'd been working for a while. It was a referral. The seller, I'd actually bought a house from him before and flipped it about two years ago in Waterford. And so this, this seller has talked to multiple investors. He talked to me, he talked to Tom Otterman, and he talked who runs another great networking event around here in a great Facebook group and another investor that's out of town and probably another one. And we, Tom and I tried to collaborate and see if there's something there. And finally, I just said, fuck it. I made an offer. I made him a structured offer. I made him four offers, a low cash offer. And then I think I offered him 70, 75 or 70 grand cash. And then a few different terms offers. And he was thinking about it. And he went back to this out of state person. Tom made an offer too. And finally he said, they all, they offered 87,000, 87, five, I think. And you know, they're not, they're not getting back to me now. So I said, all right, well I'll match it, but I need you to decide right now. I love it. Decide. And, and I said, I'll pay all the closing costs, but I need an answer literally right now while I'm on the phone. And Dave Gittins was with me. Dave's one of my new acquisitions reps. He's a, uh, he's got three deals under contract as of right now. And he was there at the house with me. I just was like, we were looking at the house and actually we looked at the two, uh, Pontiac houses he has under contract. And I said, you know what? We're close. We were meeting another guy for lunch. Let's just run by this house real quick. It's right on the way. All right, cool. So we did that. And he was standing there listening for, for the, to the phone conversation. And he goes, all right, let's do it. I said, all right, let's go, Bob. The seller's name's Bob. So I locked it up for 87.5. I put it out to my list at 99. I send it out to one guy in particular who I was like, Hey, this is a great house. You should go check it out. It was, he couldn't get over there. He was too busy and uh, he was too busy being a CAA agent. And I'll just leave it at that. He knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, he better be a really a CIA agent or cry all the way to the back. Right? <laughs> and so I, I said, all right, I'm just going to list this thing. We recorded the podcast on that. What Thursday? It was a different day. It was like a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. I screwed up the scheduling thing. Yeah. yeah. So I Thursday. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to list it. I think it was that Monday I listed it. I had no Friday. I listed it Friday. It was the day after because Friday I had three showings that first day. Saturday I sold it. I signed the offer on Sunday. 
and I listed it at 119. I had multiple offers at or over that 119 price, but they were conventional and all that. And I had a cash offer at 110. So I took that and closed it today. I bought it because I didn't do an assignment. The agent, um, the broker that was the selling agent, the buyer's agent. That always confuses me, by the way. <laughs> selling agent. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, buyer's agent is called the selling agent for yeah. all you retail people. I don't know, know why that. they do it that way. It should really be reversed. Because they sold it, but yeah. I don't know. No, and the no listing sense. agent is the one that listed it and sold it. But wait, what? So yeah, um, the, the broker, uh, not very investor savvy sounding. Her daughter was who was buying the house, who's also a licensed agent. And I was like, you know what? I sure would like a little bigger spread, but I think I'll be happy with what I'm going to make. I think I made 13 on it. Time for um, a double, double closed. closed. Yeah. yeah. I could have made 20 if I assigned it, um, but I didn't negotiate for the buyer to pay all the closing costs. So I had to pay the A to B and the B to C closing costs on this one. And of course, I had to pay my private lender. I won't mention who my private lender is, but he's local and he's vocal and he does a lot of deals. And he's great to work with. And it was kind of a messy complication with the deal that had nothing to do with him or me, but the title company kind of screwed up a couple things. Um, and it went great. He made about two grand. I made, I netted about 13 and that was, that was a win all the way around from start to finish. It was probably about a, three weeks or a month. Um, from when I locked the house up to the closing date, it was just under 30 days and it could have been a lot faster if there wasn't several other issues. If I could have assigned it, I could have probably closed it two weeks ago. So, but I had to raise the money, not really raise it because it was really a phone call, but that is also a key as to why networking is so important and building relationships with people. Um, yeah, this was a deal that potentially could have died with people who mm -hmm. just don't Real estate agents, I know I am one, and you are too, but yep. quite frankly, most of them aren't very savvy. They don't understand the investor world, and it would have been much better to do an assignment, but 13 grand's 13 grand, man. That's, I'll take uh, it. Yeah, that's hard to walk away from. This is like an extra tool in the belt. Yeah, for and sure. networking got you the deal and put the tool in the belt. The networking actually both gave me the confidence to take the chance, if you will, to do this deal and list it. I've listed Detroit houses before that would be, they were like whole wholesale wholesales. Like they weren't really going to a retail buyer. They're going to an investor, but one outside of my network. Need right? a big spread for that. Yeah. yeah. But we ended up listing a few of them and it made it, it just made it really a headache. It caused a lot of headaches. So I stopped listing properties. Plus I also, I was licensed, <clears throat> but I wasn't a member of any boards. So in order for me to list a property, I had to go through someone else, which made it more work for them and me and cost me more money. So until I got to be a member of the board, um, I now I just list them myself. I can easily log in and list a property in I don't know, 30 minutes. Maybe it takes me longer than an admin would. So I got the deal because of this uh, networking. You know, I got the deal because of doing what I'm performing because I bought his parents' house and it was six or seven brothers and sisters that all had to come to closing and sign. Oh, I remember on that one. One yeah, of them was yeah. in uh, 
Yeah, another Waterford house. And I actually Didn't sold it take the house. Forever and the brother wouldn't move out. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, it was a yeah. complicated one, really. Yeah, you really but, had to uh, chase that fucking thing down to get it done. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes the, you got to earn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the times, really. You'd, you'd be surprised how many easy ones there are. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of super easy ones. Um, so, anyway, yeah, the best thing, I mean, networking is super, super important. My, the confidence to do this deal came from that to just say, you know what? I, there's no reason I can't lock this house up. And I, that was my thought. Worst case, I'll list it and I know I can sell it for more. The comps were really strong. Um, 140 to 150 once it was fixed and it didn't need a whole lot. More modern kitchen, some paint, stuff like that. Um, so anyway, networking led me to do the confidence to do the deal. It led me to, uh, the funding to close the deal. And I had multiple options to fund that deal too. There's yeah. probably multiple. That's also called transactional funding. I should have said that yeah. earlier. So yeah. it's, there's so many different terms. I just mm-hmm. want to make sure people know what you're talking about. Yep. And usually too, for transactional funding, it's typically, typically costs two points and you get the money for a day. The money, you don't ever control the money. It all goes to the title company. And then once the B2C closes, they wire the funds back to your lender. So that's what happened today. I borrowed, actually didn't borrow enough. We were so, we had so many issues with getting the statements for the actual numbers that we just rounded and I rounded what I thought was going to be up a little bit and borrowed 90,000 ended up needing to write a check for 430 bucks at closing today. So that's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully they took a personal check. I mean, my company check, they didn't, I didn't have to go get a certified check. I didn't have to wire, which has been a little bit more of a pain and cost me more money. Um, but it was fine. They, I wrote them the check and then they were going to be wired. Actually, I had a, they gave me a check today. I hate checks. Yeah, I get wired wire to the account, man. Well, the buyer brought a certified check, which I didn't even think they accepted certified checks anymore, especially for a hundred and whatever their amount was, 10,000. Um, so I like wires, but I actually got a check and I forgot to take a picture of it. People always take pictures of checks and post them. I never do that. No, just wire to the account, baby. I like wires. Yeah. Plus it hits my account today. Like I know the title company's not gonna like explode tomorrow or overnight and suddenly I don't my check's no good anymore. I don't know. I always worry about that happening. Not necessarily <laughs> with this company, but you never know. So anyway, that was the uh the funny story, a great story on that one. That's a win for I would say. That was a wholesale deal, put a nice check in my company's pocket, a nice check in my private lender's pocket. Uh, and it was a a good day. So a lot of winning, man, a lot of winning. All I do is win. That'll be my intro song for the next podcast. Nice. So that you call that a wholesale, right? It's like a wholesale deal. That's definitely a wholesale deal. And if you don't know what a wholesale deal is, the reason we call it wholesale is I locked it up at a wholesale price and I sold it at a wholesale retail price. So a retail buyer bought this house. They're moving into it. And so it's not really retail price. So it's better than it's better price than retail, but it's not quite wholesale. So we call it wholesale. And actually the per- first person I ever heard use that term, his name is Brian. He's from uh, Minnesota, I think. Yeah, Minnesota. Another um, Richard Roop reference. That was the first time I ever heard that. That was probably in 2005 or six, the first time I heard that phrase. But now it's getting it's getting used a lot more, and it's, it's a fucking phenomenal strategy, guys. It really, really works. It's good in a hot market. It's great in a hot market, especially in one in a lower end cash market where you can still get a good cash buyer um, 
for your deal. Yeah, it's like a retail person looking to get a deal, but is totally unwilling to do all the grueling work a wholesaler is willing to do. Correct. They pay more, but they still get a decent discount, and you don't have to do any of this fix and flip BS, man. And you get more than if you were to turn it over to a flipper, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because if I, I mean, I put it out to my list at 99 and nobody jumped at it. So I wouldn't have, wouldn't even have made the 13 if somebody off my list bought it. So, but that's also something I'm doing on another deal. I put it out to my list. I know this is the deal. My buyer was really close. If I could have taken less for the house, I, I probably could have sold it to him. Um, but I wanted to make 10 on it because I know there's a good deal. So instead of doing that, I'm actually going to do my first real rehab in a few years. So I'm hiring someone to manage the project for me. And instead of wholetailing it, I'm just going to close it. So if you are listening to this and you listen to that deal section earlier, if you guys don't act soon, I'm going to list these properties. If I don't list it, I might just buy it. So I'm starting to get to the point where I'm going to start cherry picking some of these best deals. So you guys, Mike Square does. You're going to start losing out. I didn't do that for the first three years, so I passed everything on to you guys. You know, hey, you got to sometimes learn those lessons the hard way. Yeah, right. Wholesale's got to eat, man. That's right. So, all right. So the next section, um, and we're just going to wrap this one up. But the last section, really, before closing, is I'm going to do a wholesale tip of the week. And this week is something I've said many, many times and a lot. And it is to mail to the same list multiple times, five to seven times. Man, I screwed this up so many times. As soon as you told it to me the first time, it immediately made sense. I don't know how I didn't catch it the first time, but I was on the other side too. I would buy a list. Mail them once, toss a list, and buy another list. Don't yeah. I can't even explain why, Steve. I can't. Yeah, you know what? And a lot of it's to me, it's mind-boggling why you wouldn't mail this list more than once. You paid for this list most of the time. You have to buy lists, generally speaking. Why are you going to just use it once, man? I, so, I, I have no defense. Not that's zero. just that's just number one. Uh-huh moment. Number two yeah. is you. As a direct marketer, as a marketer, period, someone who should be studying marketing, because really, this is not a business about houses. I mean, the the houses just happens to be the product that we sell. It's a marketing and a sales business. It's a people business. Um, It's relationships. So marketing, um, you don't just do something once and sell. I mean, look at even like TV commercials. The Super Bowl commercials, they multiple times they drop those commercials on the Super Bowl as the event. How many thousands of times do you see those stupid things after that? If you're a big um, TV watcher, you see that stuff all the time. Or during football games, you see the same thing over and over and over. Listening to the radio, you hear the same ads over and over and the same jingles over and over. There's a reason for it because it fucking works. Sam Bernstein, he he's done it so yeah. long. He can do one eight hundred call in his face. Yes, he doesn't even have to say. Yes, Sam. he doesn't change shit except yep. for to put less up year after year. So yep, it was obvious when you told me, and I'm like, whoa. And people still say that now. I pass this information on. Yeah, and I run to all the time. Like what? Yep. So so mail the same list multiple times, and you need to do this like five to seven times. The average response, and I. I will try to dig up these stats for a future episode uh, and maybe I'll do a future episode on some of those more specifics, but the, 
the first mailing, you do get a really good response generally. The second one, you'll get a dip from your first. The third, you usually see a little bit of an uptick from the first mailing. So you see a better response from the third mailing than you do the first mailing. And then the same for, for some reason, it's odd numbers too. The third, fifth, seventh hits, for some reason, peak and spike a little more than those. I don't know why or what it is, but it's true. Prove me wrong. I dare you to buy a list and mail the same postcard to it five times. I dare you to do that and not get a deal. One a month for yep. five months. There's no way you won't. And and I want you to do this and report back to me. Email steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com and show me that it's not working. I guarantee you it'll work. And you'll show me the deals that you're locking up and the checks that you're cashing or better, the wires that you're getting yeah. deposited into your account. <laughs> I like money directly in the account. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, just do it. Trust Steve on this. Works great um, every single time. And also, if you like this new format, all right, this is part of the deal I made with you guys. It takes Steve a long time out of his day. He's got lots of shit to do. You know, so first of all, go to 313cashdeals.com and never miss a deal. We're going to do deals on this um, every week and it's fun to listen to this, but uh, this is not happening real time. There's a few day delay and maybe even a few week delay, right? So if you go there, you'll never miss out anything. If you have a house to sell or you're thinking about selling, go to stevebuyshousesfast.com. If you're looking for some sort of sales position, I know Steve might be interested in that too. You can reach out to him at steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com. And he's down with this Clixo thing, C-L-Y-X-O.com forward slash S-Londo, S-L-O-N-D-E-A-U. This will all be in the show notes. And that's all the links to Steve. Everything Steve has everywhere, all the time. All right. Like it, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Really, really, really important to do that, folks. And then also share. You got to share. So this is going to be on Flip This Podcast on Facebook. It's also going to be on Renegade Detroit Investors. Share from the page so we can see it. And once again, we always appreciate your attention. We know you can be doing lots of other things right now. For everybody who does share, thank you. And until next week, crush it. See you.